Thanks for turning that radio on this morning to the Nick Brown Show. You can call us at 888-993-7762 and become a fan of the Nick Brown Show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the uh, welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. And no, you're not listening to the wrong station. Even John Tabor has a sense of humor. You know, you go out on a limb, you bring him LSU coffee today. And he's still going to uh, enlighten our listeners with that fight song, but it, but it is appropriate. And I'm glad because uh, I'm going to talk about talk about that if Dabo Sweeney. I mean, would that make you upset to know that your former walk-on player? I mean, I, I've been reading the comments. You got to go to the go to the Nick Brown Show Facebook page, read the article, but then go to the comment section. If you want entertainment in the slow summer months, you need to read the comments. Alabama made Dabo Sweeney. He would be nothing without the Crimson Tide. He's a traitor, all because he said he was going to pull for Florida State in the opening game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're going to get, is this Bama, Jim? Oh, great. That's who I wanted to hear from this morning. Bama, Carolina, Jim. Good morning, sir. How are you? Boy, I'm telling you, that little old song now, Wake Up Dead, buddy. My goodness. (laughs) If you didn't call in on this show after that fight song, it would never be heard again. I can promise you that. Man, I've I've been waiting on Tabor to do that ever since y'all started this. That's the first thing. I'll never play it. That is the – you know what? You're the only (laughs) – No, that's the second time I've played it. I played it about a year ago, and you threatened to fire me. Oh, that's correct. Yes, the second time. Are you hiring on the veranda at Shudrin? Do you need some help? Yeah, everything, everything's good, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tabor may be coming by the house later on today to fill out the papers. Hey, t- tell Tabor the key in the turtle, man. Just come on in. <laughs> if I ain't there, just come on in. It don't matter. You'll be all right. So, so, Bama Jim, does it bother you that Dabo Sweeney made the comment that he's pulling for – everybody knows, I mean, Bama Jim, you're a huge Alabama fan. Um, does it bother you to know that – He's pulling for the Knowles on the opening weekend. It does. Now, we all know he ain't pulling for them Knowles. Hey, man, he's just being politically correct or whatever that word is people use these days. That sucker's an Alabama man. He, everybody knows that. He, he's pulling somebody's leg to trying to. I don't put much stock into what no coach says, Nick. I really don't. I, they like politicians and car sales. You got to watch them. Gotta watch it, Nick. So, it, it, all right, let me ask you this. I agree with you because I think it's just idle words. I think because here's the thing: I go back to t- several years ago. I really got in trouble because I was at a gymnastics meet and I was watching the uh, Auburn Clemson game on a telephone, and uh, I jumped up and yelled at the inappropriate time. And of course, brought embarrassment to the family. But I was watching the game. At the end of the game, and it broke Auburn's win streak. Davos when he said, and here's where I agree with you, Jim. At the end of that game, he said, when they asked him about breaking Auburn's streak, he made a comment, it took an Alabama guy to do it. And, and I think that you're right, that it are just idle words coming out of Dabo Swinney's mouth at ACC Media Days. Yeah, well, I used to disagree with you about him being in line, but he is the next Alabama coach if he wants it, that's for sure. I, All he's got to do is sign on the dotted line. I for one, you and I are in agreement on that. I think that uh, yeah, Davis would have been the next head coach at Alabama. Oh, yeah. He, that's without a doubt, man. And as far as Ed Ogeron being the right coach, well, I could tell you, Nick, you know, a, a coach is only as good as his staff and his players. I mean, 
you ain't going no farther than they'll take you. That's for sure. And we put a lot of emphasis on who's the coach. And they ain't really – what LSU needs is a quarterback. They need somebody that can play the quarterback position. And they'll be fine. I, I don't see what the problem is. They're going to have a good defense. They're going to have a good offense. They just they got probably the best running game in the SEC. You know? But they just – that that poor old fellow from Purdue, he's trying. But he's just – he don't have – have what he ain't got that little bit of mm, that he needs, but they got to pick one of them up somewhere. Somebody will show up. Blind hog find an acorn every once in a while. Uh, that's it. Uh, go ahead. No, I'm just I'm just waiting on uh, Florida State and Alabama. You know, the tour begins again. The 2017 Alabama tour begins here for long. So well, hey, all man. the haters can get out, get their hate going. And they certainly will do that. Man, Bama Jim, we always appreciate you calling in. Knew that fight song would uh, would fire you up, man. Appreciate you listening. Thanks for calling in. Thanks a lot, Nick. Thanks, John Tabor. You bet. Yeah, it should be more thanks to John Tabor playing Jay Alabama here on the Nick Brown Show. Here's the reason why Nick Saban's not going to retire anytime soon since John Tabor's turned this into an Alabama show today. I mean, bring him LSU coffee, and he turns it into – and we haven't even talked – I'm going to surprise you. So you know what now I'm going to do? I'm going to make him mad. I know what he reason he's going to say, but I'm going to go against him in the uh, the, then the then the McGregor Mayweather bout. But here's some things that I want you to know about Nick Saban's contract extension. Tabor, you get up early on a Saturday morning, you come here to make a wonderful salary. Nick Saban's going to make eleven point one five million dollars in 2017. Let's think about that. $11.15 million. <laughs> Here's funny. You like NASA? That's 60 times greater than Robert Lightfoot. Who's, now, see, you learn something. You always learn something on the Nick Brown Show. Robert Lightfoot is the head of NASA. <laughs> He's a mechanical engineering grad from where else but Alabama. And Saban's salary is 60 times greater. At $65 million, the new deal is worth more than the entire athletic budget of 181 Division I programs. Unbelievable. Sabins is going to make $30,452 per day. Let me say that again. How easy is it to get on the bus the car, get in the Mercedes, and drive from Tuscaloosa to Hoover for SEC Media Days because you just made $30,452 per day. So that means in a two-day period, he makes $9,000 more than the U.S. median household income, which, by the way, is at $51,939. The defensive coordinator at Alabama, $950,000 per year. That would make him the 47th highest paid head coach in FBS. So, you know what, with those kind of numbers, I doubt that Nick Saban retires anytime soon. But when he does, be interesting to see, will it be Dabo Sweeney? Now, I'm going to take you to the last five minutes. We'll get Lynn Scarborough on, but I want to talk about this for five minutes. I was watching, perusing social media, and I have no interest whatsoever in Conor McGregor 
or Mayweather. But I began to watch the press conference. And all of a sudden, I became intrigued. And then the kids were in the house, so I had to go outside. I did. Because there were a lot of ugly words. And quite a bit. But what it did, it piqued my curiosity to order this event on pay-per-view. Now, Floyd Mayweather says that his last fight will be Conor McGregor. Now, Trevor, this is where I call in your knowledge. You've been rather silent today because, you know, I had no clue. I know that there are two different fighters. They fight in two different sports. And so I came in, and you were actually rather impressed when I told you, you know, that I watched it, and I was going to get that, you and Fox. And so it is going to be a boxing match. Yes. Now, at the Brown household, we always choose who we're pulling for. Conor McGregor is from Dublin, Ireland. He's Irish. Floyd Mayweather is an American. Okay? Now, Floyd Mayweather may have some criminal activity in the past, alleged, charges were dropped, may have trouble with the IRS, who's a fan of the IRS. As my patriotic duty, I'm going to pull for Floyd Mayweather in this bout. I, I'm like, I mean, I feel like you got, you got a guy from Ireland, you got a guy from America. Now, my thought process turning into the fight is this. What if you're in the middle of the fight? It's going to be boxing. You told me Queensland rules, right? Yes, Queensbury. Queensbury rules. What if McGregor forgets that and just drop kicks Floyd in the face during the middle of the thing, and he says, like, I, I forgot. I mean, primal instinct. I, I, can, I can give you 100 million reasons why that won't happen. So if that happens, I mean, they've already discussed this, that if that were to happen, that he would. I don't know how if he'd lose all of his parts or what, but it's not going to happen. Okay, now, I'm asking you this because you know that I'm ignorant on these. And when I want to learn something about this, I'm going to ask you. So, like, does the winner get a bigger purse than the loser, or has that already been decided? They're going to make the same as long as they go the distance. Does the winner get more than the loser? I'm not sure the the exact specs of the the purse or not, but normally that would be the case. But I'm, I'm guessing it's... They've already got pretty much guaranteed. Of course, a lot of it, the residual from the pay-per-view buys and, and whatnot will add to what they make, but they've already agreed to a set amount, I'm sure. Now, want to hear from you, 888 Take advantage of it. This is the only opportunity you'll probably ever have to talk Mayweather and McGregor on here unless uh, closer in August. It's going to be August 26th. Uh, on pay-per-view. I look forward to that. You could view it as either a boxing match of the millennium or just a (laughs) money-spending event. It's going to happen. Floyd Mayweather against Conor McGregor. Now, I know that I've read a lot of comments that Floyd Mayweather had been arrested for domestic violence. I understand that. And Conor McGregor certainly wins a press conference or whatever you call these when you're shouting insults and slurs at Mayweather. And I wonder how he can sit there and take it because I would want to hit Conor McGregor at that point. But 
patriotic duty. I mean, you, you pull for Rocky when he went over to Russia. Remember, if I can change, you can change, we can change. So, Floyd Mayweather, is he from Michigan? Vegas. Okay, Vegas. Just close enough. Geographically challenged. I'm going to pull for Floyd Mayweather, and I think that I'll probably be... Everyone, everyone that says that they're going to bring up, they're going to bring up the the domestic violence. And I understand that. No, he's from Michigan, though. He lives in Vegas now. He's from Michigan. That's what I think. Oh, okay. So he's from Michigan. I, I mean, I, now, but here's the deal. If they're going a boxing match, wouldn't the boxer, therefore, have the advantage over a, what, what do you call, Conor McGregor, a cage fighter? MMA, mixed martial arts. So I think Floyd Mayweather Jr. has has the advantage, the upper hand. Now, he's a little bit older than uh, Conor McGregor. He's 40 years old. So, what, 40 to about 30? Conor McGregor around 30? Yeah. So, I'm going I'm going with Mayweather. And uh, I think you're leaning to, leaning to Conor McGregor. Mm, not, not to win. I mean, I'd like to see him win, but he's he's not gonna he's not gonna be Floyd. Really? Talking about a boxing match, not a fight, a boxing match. And so, no, nobody nobody's caught Floyd square in twenty years, and it's not gonna happen in August. I mean, if it does, Nick, it would probably be one of those moments in sports of our lifetime. If McGregor can it, it, win, it would, it would, it would, the, the magnitude of the event would probably transcend just sport itself. And then the conspiracy theorists like me would come out and say that if McGregor that it's were, a setup for another fight down the road, blah 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 blah. Been producing this show long enough to know that that's exactly where I was going. Well, that's where the promotional aspect comes into it, but but this is it, right? I, I don't. Who knows? Floyd teased around that he, that he, that they'd get in the cage next time, which I, I give that about a zero point five percent chance. There's no way Floyd's getting in that cage with Connor, unless he's, yeah, re- unless he really owes the IRS a lot of money. Well, and I'll go this. We talk about this. You're gonna hear this. I'm pulling for Floyd Mayweather, American. He lived in Michigan, grew up in Michigan, now lives in Las Vegas. Versus Conor McGregor. I feel like patriotic duty. I'm leaning to Mayweather. I want to hear from you? Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. We're gonna take a break and listen to the Nick Brown Show on ESPN ninety seven point seven FM. We'll be back. We'll have the great Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine join us at nine thirty. I'm gonna get another cup of this LSU coffee. That's right, a community LSU coffee brought in for John Tabor, and he pays me back by playing Yay Alabama. Unbelievable. The Nick Brown Show is brought to you every Saturday morning by the great folks at Dubach Air and Heat. That's Jay and Melanie Martin. They're the official Air and Heat of the Nick Brown Show, and you hear me say it every Saturday morning. The great thing about it is you're not going to wait on them. You're not going to take a day off of work. You know, hey, we'll, we'll be there sometime. No, not them. We're going to be there, Nick, at 3.30. So guess what? I'm at the house about 3.15. That's Jay and Melanie Martin at Dubach Air and Heat, the official Air and Heat of the Nick Brown Show. We'll be right back after this break.
You depend on your vehicle to keep you on the road, but who do you trust to keep it running smoothly? Your Chevron neighborhood pit crew at Chevron Fast Lube. Drive right up and we'll take care of the rest. Relax in our comfortable waiting area while certified Chevron technicians perform an 18-point service check. Within minutes, you'll have the results, followed by the quality service you need to get you back on the road quickly and with confidence. Quality, confidence, trust. You can depend on it at your neighborhood Chevron Fast Lube. Tech Drive in Ruston. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there is more than a slogan. It's a promise, and it's the only way we at the Skip Russell Agency at 105 Reynolds Drive in Ruston do business. When you have an insurance question or a claim, we'll be ready with quick, friendly service that State Farm has made famous. Whether it's car, home, life, health, or business insurance, you'll always get affordable coverage backed by the good neighbor service from State Farm and the Skip Russell Agency. That's a promise. Call us today at 255-5050. Calling all sports fans. When it's time to watch your favorite team, drop by the Doghouse Sports Grill in Ruston and watch all the action on one of several big screen TVs. While you're in, try some of the Doghouse favorites. They've got great appetizers, some of the best burgers in town, salads, sandwiches, quesadillas, and there's even a menu for the youngsters. They've got your favorite beverages, too. The Doghouse Sports Grill, 102 North Homer. Open 11 a.m. till midnight, Monday through Saturday. Call for reservations at 513-1188. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Louisiana is more than just a place to visit. It's our way of life, and that means being outdoors. Join the nearly 2 million people who camped, bike, paddled, and hiked our state parks last year as we invite you to do the same. Every corner of Louisiana has something to offer, from the world-class fishing at Toledo Bend to paddling at Fountainwood to exploring the ancient mounds at Poverty Point World Heritage Site. So fill up your car and staycation right here in our home, Louisiana. 8 to 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. Saturdays. It's the new Nick Brown Show on ESPN Radio 97.7. You can call us at 888-993-7762. Email sports at ESPN977.com and become a fan of the Nick Brown Show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. I certainly appreciate you waking up early on this Saturday morning. Been a great show. Nick Brown Show is brought to you every Saturday morning by the wonderful folks at Skip Russell State Farm for all of your insurance needs, home, life, auto. Skip Russell State Farm has a policy for you located on Reynolds Drive in Ruston. The official insurance of the Nick Brown Show, Skip Russell State Farm. Enjoy talking a little MMA and boxing this morning on the Nick Brown Show. I'm curious to know who you're pulling for. You're going to watch it on pay-per-view. I mean, like what type of numbers, like the the, the interest uh, that you have? What, what, I think you said ninety nine bucks. Now watch that. The kids are asking me about now watching it. Yeah, R J came in and said, "When is this fight?" And I told him August twenty sixth. So well, we're going to get it right. So yeah, we'll have to get the uh, pay per view and watch it. Look forward to it. Look forward to. Uh, I'm just anxious to see. You know, is it all the press conference, all the talk is that just lip service to get people like me interested they certainly do a great job promoting the product so we'll have it because of a press conference we're going to spend a hundred bucks and these guys are going to you know get wealthy because of it 
and interested to see if that will indeed be Floyd Mayweather's last appearance. I'll tell you, and I said that, regardless of, you know, you, you, there's, some, there's some stigma attached to Mayweather based on criminal convictions, domestic violence. Now, that doesn't mean that if I'm for him to win a fight, that doesn't mean I'm for him, you know, approve of those things. Now, they were dropped, but then with a girlfriend, but then if they drop the charges, then you're going to all say that she got paid, so what are you going to have? So, I mean, that may be a factor on who you choose to pull for. And I understand that. You're entitled to pull for whoever you want to. I'm just telling you that Floyd Mayweather, born in Michigan, live in Las Vegas, he's an American. Now, so you patriotic pride, I'll pull for Floyd Mayweather over Conor McGregor. And this boxing match should be won by Floyd Mayweather. If not, then there'll probably be a conspiracy theory and they'll come back with a second one. But Mayweather says he's done after this. Love to hear from you who you're pulling for. 888 993 or that's the h hotline. Better yet, just send me a text on the h go Paddle text line. Love to hear from you. Now, I've got a lot of comments on the Dabo Sweeney. I'll get to some of those on the AC Go Paddle text line and also Facebook. There's several ways to follow the Nick Brown Show. Facebook, Twitter, and we don't really post on Instagram or Snapchat much, even though we have those. Now, Paul chimes in, huge Alabama fan. Huge Clemson fan as well at that household. Wonder what it was like during the national championship game at the Crook household. Now, Daisy loves Dabo. His brother coached him in high school. I have no interest in who he's pulling for. It makes sense for him to pull for an ACC school. Any folks upset by this are ignorant or bored. Now, thank you, Paul, because you need to go to AL.com and read the article because now, and no offense, Bama Jim, I'm not calling you this. But any folks upset by this are ignorant or bored. If you go by and look at the comments on the article, that's where the entertainment value is. Go read the article. I've given you all the article, what you need to know from the article. The article basically simply says, Dabo Sweeney's pulling for Florida State against Alabama in opening weekend of college football in the new Mercedes-Benz Dome in Georgia. Beautiful facility. The entertainment value is in the comments from Paul, who you're saying is ignorant. Now, I could do an entire show based on fans who actually attended a school and fans who just like it because they're winning. But we won't do that. But go read the comments. That's where the entertainment value is. Appreciate Paul interacting with us here on the Nick Brown Show. Several ways to do that, obviously. Facebook or the H2Go Paddle hotline or text line. Certainly appreciate all the interaction. Now, I made a comment earlier about what I see, and I'm going to go through the schedule because we've got a lot to talk about here the rest of the Nick Brown Show before college football season gets here. And we're talking about Conference USA and the championships. I know you sent a text saying you really think uh, Louisiana Tech can win Conference USA. Well, absolutely. Of course I do. But I want to look for just a minute 
out of schedule I was talking about because one of our listeners this morning talked about what would happen if Alabama had multiple losses. Now, think about that. I mean, you look at the record. Hugh Freeze at, at Ole Miss at, at beating Alabama twice. And you see where Hugh Freeze is now. And, and Houston Dale Nutt. And by, and by the way, let me give the paraphrase. I've talked about this so much for the past week. Somehow I became the expert on the uh, Houston Nutt and Hugh Freeze. And boy, that's tough to say because you want to say Hugh Nutt and Houston Freeze, but I'm with you. Okay? Uh, I've been getting... A lot of emails and texts from people in the media in Alabama, and I'm like, you guys can read just like I can. So I don't know how this evolved. For a look at Alabama's schedule, we'll talk about that with Lynn Scarborough in just a few minutes. If you go back to Houston Nutt's settlement from the University of Mississippi, Article 8 said there will be no character assassination, no nothing of the contrary. You can't say anything bad about, like, uh, Coach Nutt can't say anything bad about Ole Miss. Ole Miss can't say anything bad about Houston Nutt. Defamation of character. You can't do it. Now, did Ole Miss do that? Did Ole Miss do that when Hugh Freeze allegedly contacted some writers and said, hey, look, all of this that we're going through is occurred during Houston Nutt's tenure. Okay, so I'm giving you the cliff notes of this. Thank you for your interest. All right. There were 13 NOA. Okay. Now, NOA basically just means here are the allegations. 13. Of the original 13, and that list has grown, by the way. Notice of allegations, NOA. Of the original 13 notice of allegations... Four were attributed to Houston Nutt. So four out of 13, less than half, not many. So nine were under this tenure, four were under the previous tenure. So in that regard, by saying that more, that all of this happened under Coach Nutt's tenure, then yeah, you're, you're wrong about that. Slam dunk, Houston Nutt wins. Right? I mean... Four out of 13. Well, here's where it gets interesting. Because the lawsuit is based on defamation of character, and this has caused him to be unemployable. Well, I'll look at another Ole Miss coach who was fired. Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron didn't go after head coaching jobs. He was an assistant coach at Tennessee. He was an assistant coach at Southern Cal. When he was an assistant coach at Southern Cal, he got the interim job. Did quite well, didn't get the head coaching job, and became an assistant coach at LSU. Assistant coach at LSU, then you know what happens. He gets the interim job, does quite well. Basically, LSU couldn't get Tom Herman or Jimbo Fisher, so they hired Ed Orgeron. Wait a minute. he You mean he was an Ole Miss coach that was fired, but he, he could get employed? But Houston Nutt uh, was an Ole Miss coach that was fired, and he couldn't get employed? Then it must be because... The Ole Miss blamed all the NCAA troubles on Houston Nutt. No. 16 conference games. Houston Nutt's team were 1-15. Now, what causes more of a... I can tell you, if you're winning, 
if you're winning, they're going to hire you. So, is there a parallel? So, what it's going to take for Houston Nutt to win this lawsuit, and the lawsuit is separate from the NCAA troubles, you're going to have to have, one, a sports writer take the witness stand and say, yes, on such and such a date, we'll just pick August, on August 26th, which is the date of the fight, Hugh Freeze contacted me and said that all of this was under, all these violations occurred under the previous administration. And then, yes, you show where I went and tweeted that. Okay, that's one thing. The second thing is, are you going to have an athletic director, like, is Houston Dale Nutt going to say, I applied here, A, B, C, D, and list all the schools. Let's just make up, let's just say that he applied at Arkansas. Well, he wouldn't apply at Arkansas. Let's just say he applied for the job at the University of Georgia. And he applied for the job at Toledo. He applied for the job at Central Michigan. Are the athletic directors from Central Michigan, Toledo, Tennessee going to come in and say, yes, we did have an application for Houston Dale Nutt. We chose to go with Derek Dooley. We chose to go with Butch Jones because of the fact we were really concerned about the allegations of Coach Nutt at Ole Miss. Are they going to do that? Are they going to say, no, we didn't consider him because his teams were 1-15 in the SEC his last two years? His first two years, what, 8-4, and 9-4? and four? Very good. On Orgeron's recruits, right? So that's where we stand with that, how I became the expert. I guess reading 70 paragraphs of a lawsuit will do that for you. But that is uh, it in a nutshell. The lawsuit and the NCAA investigation entirely separate. We're going to take a break and listen to the Dick Brown Show on ESPN 97.7 FM. We come back. Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine will join us right here on the Nick Brown Show. depend on your vehicle to keep you on the road but who do you trust to keep it running smoothly your chevron neighborhood pit crew at chevron fast lube drive right up and we'll take care of the rest relax in our comfortable waiting area while certified chevron technicians perform an 18 point service check within minutes you'll have the results followed by the quality service you need to get you back on the road quickly and with confidence quality confidence trust you can depend on it at your neighborhood chevron fast lube tech drive in ruston the summer clearance event is going on now at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. We've got huge incentives to sell down our stock before the new models get here. 17 Jeep Cherokee has 4000 in rebates, and you can get one for only $21,900. 17 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited has 3750 in rebates. 17 Jeep Renegade has 3500 in rebates. Get a 17 Cherokee Trailhawk for only $32,900, and the all-new Compass is in stock. So don't miss these savings during the summer clearance event at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. At Bancorp South, we're right where you are. Literally. Want to bank online? We're there. Text banking? Yep. Banking app? Right there again. Simply put, Bancorp South gives you the banking relationship you want so you can bank how you want. Of course, if you'd like to experience our service firsthand, we'd love to have you. So for all your banking, business, mortgage, and insurance needs, call or visit your local branch or go to BancorpSouth.com. Bancorp South. We're right where you are. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. 
game plan is the key to success. When my team hits the field, we always have a game plan. You should take the same approach with emergency planning. That's why Coach O and I urge you to get a game plan to make sure you, your family, and your pets are safe this hurricane season. Visit GoSEPS GetAGamePlan.org and download the new and improved Get a Game Plan app for important emergency planning information and tools to keep you safe. Take advantage of the time you have before an emergency. Finalize your plans. Have three days worth of supplies and other essentials in your emergency supply kit. Contact your parish OEP office if you have medical or transportation issues that will make it difficult to evacuate. You play an important role in making our emergency plans work. Take the time to learn your responsibilities. Like I always say, one team, one heartbeat. the Nick Brown Show on ESPN Radio 97.7. Get in the game by calling 888-993-7762. Email nickbrownshow at suddenlink.net or get social on the Nick Brown Show Facebook page. Welcome back to the Nick Brown Show. And now John Tabor playing the correct fight songs here this Saturday morning on the Nick Brown Show. Glad to welcome back to the show guy who's been missed during his absence. That's a Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. The Nick Brown Show is brought to you every Saturday morning by the great folks at Bankport South. They're right on the corner, right where you are. Member FDIC, the official bank of the Nick Brown Show. And Lynn, it's glad to have you back. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. I enjoyed being with you and Fox for several days in uh, in Birmingham uh, this past week. I, I think if my... Uh, if my numbers is right, I, I was sitting there listening during the during the outstanding bumper music that you have there. That um, is, is it six is it six weeks from today? That's the first full Saturday of college football. That would or be is it seven? I think it's six. I think you're six weeks. Six weeks out. Six, and 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 the um, of course the first ACC game uh, is actually six weeks from this past Thursday. And actually this year uh, the season starts a week earlier. I, I think there might be <clears throat> maybe that game down in Australia is played that day. But Jacksonville State, uh, in our local area here, a, a power at their level, is going to be playing Chattanooga, another power at that level, down in Montgomery uh, at a kickoff-type game, and it's going to be televised by ESPN. And that's a, that's a big uh, thing for, for Jacksonville State and, uh, and Chattanooga. The people that, uh, in the state of Alabama that have read our magazine, we did a feature on that in the Alabama edition uh, on the fact that uh, that's, a, that's a big hit for uh, – for schools like uh, at the level of Chattanooga and Jacksonville State to have that. So uh, we're really five five weeks uh, from today from when college football season starts. Now, absolutely incredible, Andy. You look at that, that Jacksonville State program. A lot of times they have some guys who have transferred down, and I know that the quarterback they had a few years ago was one that several uh, SEC schools would have, would have loved to have. Was it Eli Jinks, I believe his name? Eli, Eli Jenkins. Know him well. Interviewed him three consecutive years. Uh, he could have played for – he could have played for a lot of schools, and uh, that's one that Alabama and Auburn let get away. Uh, he, he played at Jacksonville State, played, uh, had him in contention for two national championships, uh, was an offensive player of the year at his division. And, uh, you know, but they got a, a Jacksonville State uh, just has a good program standing on its own. It, uh, I know we don't want to take the whole program to Jacksonville State, but uh, you start with, well, really going back many, many years, going back decades, they've been strong at that level. But consecutively, they've had, uh, had Jack Crow. Uh, 
uh, Bill Clark, now they got John Gross, and uh, they've had they've had really good programs, good guys, uh, very personable guys that are all all of them are friends of mine, and um, and they've got a they got a very solid program, and I look forward to seeing them on seeing them on national TV. That's a big thing for them to be the be the fe- uh, featured game on ESPN. Well, well, speaking of national TV, certainly there was uh, all the coverage you could. Uh, stand at a SEC media days and a lot of talk was about perhaps moving it uh, the event out of Hoover uh, and even heard the conference commissioner talk about that as well something to explore all options and it's crazy land because they mentioned Dallas which would be an easy drive for us they also mentioned Atlanta and even mentioned like Nashville and St. Louis I certainly hope they keep it where it is but I think that the SEC media days may be on the move in the future well um yeah, and and really that was that was probably the biggest story there, uh, but but it's not one that that so much affects and gets the attention of our of the listening audience and of the and of the fan bases. Probably the uh, the the biggest story probably was what's happening at Ole Miss, and then the I think the biggest issues, the biggest questions uh, in, involve the the East and West divisions, and we can talk about all that here in a minute. But um, but I I, I did a. Uh, kind of an informal polling I, I went to six different uh, uh radio tables uh after that was discussed announced and to get the feel for it and and it's going to be a mixed bag whatever happens two of the six said no we need to leave it here one w- was kind of wavering but leaning more toward moving it and three were adamant that it needs to be moved and um i'm probably gonna write a column on it uh, within the next week we'll let the dust clear a little bit and see what else is said um to see if there's any more insight into it but the but the reasons I you know I'm I'm with you don't fix something if it's not broken but there are a lot of people that think this is broken and um and I'll I'll tell you the reasons that I was given and there were and there were several one is you need to get it to a bigger media market that uh, the media market in Atlanta the media market in Dallas are both bigger uh, and and to an extent not much bigger would be maybe the media market in um, in Nashville they did mention it. Uh, you heard you heard uh, New Orleans uh, mentioned. You heard Orlando mentioned, um, and so the the need to get it to a bigger media market because it's really become such a national network. You you probably saw the commissioner in his uh, comments on on uh, Monday morning. We were in there listening to that, and and he said now that SEC networks in 50 countries around the world, and it's become not only a national deal, it's an international deal. So that was that was one of the reasons. Another was the monotony factor that. Not that, that it can't be handled there, because it absolutely can. Uh, you know, in fact, the, the number of media there actually went down a little bit. Uh, uh, I talked to Craig Pemberton, he, one of the associate commissioners. He told me that 38 stations uh, had been approved for coverage. And, and you probably noticed on the radio row it looked less crowded to me. Yes, and, it was and, more uh, room per table, yes. That's right, more room per tables. And, and when you, you say 38 stations, some of those they have sports talk in the morning, some in the afternoon. And so uh, I know just down to your right, uh, Gabe Bach and Olin Buchanan, those guys at uh, Texags, uh, they shared a table with Chattanooga, and they were doing the morning, Chattanooga was doing the afternoon. So you got two two stations uh, that could have their banners up, and they were sharing one sharing one table. And we had well, you had over a thousand people covering it. I mean, and that dwarfs anybody else. That's still fewer than it had been. Uh, I don't know how much you went upstairs to the to the big media room, but I was there for a number of the coaches, and uh, and there were empty chairs. Uh, now there's empty chairs when you got you know 250 people in there. I mean, so it's still huge, but um, but but the idea being uh, 
get some monotony out of it. Let it be in let it be in different locations and put some put some variety into it. So that was a that was another thing. Um, and then the uh, the the consistent factor that was given to me by the ones that want to move it were Alabama. The uh, on on Wednesdays, I know people that that are listening to this audience probably can't picture the the, the zoo that this has become. But on the day that Alabama's there, you have a mob is not fair because mob implies that they're burning down buildings and stealing televisions, and that's not that's not what I'm saying. But it's a it's a large, loud uh, group. Uh, uh, it's uh, all Alabama fans. Uh, they have the entire lobby of the hotel blocked. Uh, people can't get in and out. Um, I know I was I in fact coincidentally one of the. Uh, times that I was actually talking to to one of the guys about this very question, we had to stop because uh, some adult lady decided that she needed to be a cheerleader, and so she's yelling "Allah," and the rest of them are doing "Bama," and so we had to stop. You couldn't hear it. And this is, you know, this thing in the pep rally. This thing isn't a fan event. Um, it's a working event. Uh, it's when people that are in the business you and I are in are there to to uh, get information and cover teams and be ready for the football season. And uh, it's become a, at times unruly. That's not fair because they they get there at six thirty seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, they don't get they they literally stand there for six or seven hours. Some of them, this and they're year. not they're, they're not always making noise. But it's uh, it's gotten to where uh, that day people can't do the job, and, and and then on a on a second level, is it skews the votes, and the reason I'm saying that, and I do think it's a valid point. And if it moves to Georgia, uh, if it moves to Atlanta, it's probably going to skew the votes in favor of Georgia. Uh, if it moves to, to uh, Tennessee, it may skew the votes to Nashville, may skew the votes in favor of Tennessee, is because there is a larger number of small market radio and newspaper and bloggers uh, that are from Alabama because it's in Birmingham. Uh, the number of people that, because it's, it's time-consuming and it, and have some expense you know they don't open the doors so everybody come in free you know you got to pay a, a, a fee to be there and then if you're from out of town you got to pay for hotel bills and meals and gasoline and so on and it's uh you know your small station guy or your small newspaper in arkansas uh can't come to birmingham they sure as heck couldn't come to to orlando uh if they move it down there and so and everybody gets to vote now out of the thousand people that were registered, only 248 voted. I, I really think that's pitiful. Uh, if you're going to do a media, uh, a media poll, for heaven's sakes, guys, uh, how long does it take you to cast your vote? But, but that's another matter. So that a larger number of people that cover the uh, Alabama and, to a lesser degree, Auburn uh, market have access to be able to vote, and uh, so you end up with more votes being cast for Alabama players, and so. It skews the voting. So between the wanting to change it for the monotony factor and wanting to get to bigger market and wanting to avoid the pro-Alabama Crimson Tide situation that this has become in some on some days and in some aspects, all those were reasons that were given for wanting to move it. And I think uh, I think every one of those has got some some validity. Um, you know, my my thought is that uh, you have it in a central location. Uh, it's where the SEC office is. That's the one. That's the location that would make the most sense geographically, uh, and it's much easier for the SEC to be able to cover it and, and uh, uh, the expense and the trouble of getting away from the office and all of that. And and the location can handle it. I mean, it's got an abundance of parking. It's got a big hotel on on site. 
Uh, it's got plenty of room for the uh, for the, the media upstairs, and if the radio rose like it was this year, they have plenty of room for that. Uh, it's got stores. It's got restaurants. It's it, it, it's well equipped to handle it. So my gut feel is to agree with you that they ought to leave it where it is. Uh, I'll say this. Everybody that said to move it said to continually rotate it. Don't let it be where, because I made the point, guys, you move to Atlanta, uh, give it a couple of years, it's going to become a, a pro-Georgia event, just like this is a pro-Alabama event. They said, yeah, it's true, but don't do that. Have Atlanta one year, have Nashville one year, have New Orleans one year, have Dallas one year, move it back to Birmingham one year, so that it's a rotating deal. I said, okay, what you got is then you're going to have the football championship game is consistently in Atlanta. The baseball championship tournament is most likely going to continue in Birmingham. Uh, it looks like basketball is evolving to be most of the time in, in Nashville. Um, the, uh, the SEC, the spring meeting uh, for the athletic directors and, and coaches, is going to consistently be in Destin. So the, uh, the only thing that will be rotating would be SEC media days, and that was basically the, the consensus of those that wanted to move it. That was basically what their thought was. Okay, now I'm going to give you uh, the rebuttal because I certainly enjoyed listening to that. I think, number one, obviously I think the Alabama fan base, some of them showing up as early as 3.30 in the morning, uh, is a problem. I mean, I think that it, it is because, but I'm going to look at the media and say that you have helped create that problem. If you would have walked by them with, without interviewing them, without showing the two twins that look like Bear Bryant, that you've kind of created this environment because now you have these group of, and I'm going to say, uh, as interviewing some of them over the years, unemployed in the lobby at 3.30 in the morning, to see Alabama, Nick Saban, and four players walk by. Well, it it didn't used to be. It's always been. Uh, I mean, I've been covering this thing since the 1980s when it was down at the Sheraton, and it's always been a pro-Alabama deal. But it's gotten worse in the you know that people people forget. You know, Alabama's been for the, for the last nine years overall, not every year, but for overall, Alabama's been the dominant program in the SEC for nine years since since uh, the second year that Saban got there. But before that, like the eight years in a row before that, I mean, LSU had beaten them half the time. I think Auburn beat them like seven out of eight times. They had a couple of years they didn't win half their games. Uh, it's not been, you know, in, a, in another era um, when Alabama was not uh, really one of the stronger teams in the conference. And it, it, it wasn't like this. It was still probably more Alabama than anybody else, but it was not this. I really blame the SEC, the SEC office, and to a degree the Winfrey Hotel, because they've created this monster. They, they allowed it to happen. Uh, they can't be blind. They can't be deaf. Um, they, have to, they have to have seen what has happened. I watched a guy be escorted. Uh, you know, that the, the, one of the problems, that radio row, as we call it, runs from the entrance to the hotel back to the retail store. It's, so it's open. It is and not. So it's it's yeah. open. You can't, you can't stop people. You can't say no. You can't go back to Belk or you can't go back to Macy's or you can't go back to the, to the restaurants back here because this is the only way there, and you can't, you can't stop that. Well, they don't have police. I mean, you can't have police down there to stop everybody that goes by. And so, uh, you know, fans can go by. You don't know what they're going for. And they just stop. They stop, sit down at the tables at the radio. I, I actually saw somebody come and take a guy up and escort him out of the building uh, because he had been going through. He didn't have on any credential. He had on his Alabama shirt. And he's sitting there at a, at a table of a radio station. And they come and escort him out because he doesn't have credentials. And uh, it's just, the you know. The, it, could, it could have been curtailed a long time ago by the SEC office and the Winfrey Hotel management, but they, you know, they've created it, and now they're stuck with it.
Okay, now I'm going to go as a conspiracy theorist, which many of our listeners know that I am. Okay, so let's move it. You see the number of radio stations drop off. Number one, they pay, and we pay here at ESPN 97.7 FM, which is part of the great coverage that we do. Uh, great general manager here in Gary McKinney, and Sean Foss, of course, does a great job as always. But but you look, you, you pay uh, an expensive fee to go to media days. And so I think, number one, that could be tied to uh, the – drop in some of the stations most of the stations that were there i mean you had the few bigger markets with uh memphis and atlanta but you're gonna you see a lot of smaller stations i don't think they'll make the trip to atlanta now will there be a number of stations from the state of georgia say similar to what we have here at espn 97.7 fm take the place and this is where i'm going to conspiracy theorist i think there's a point where the sec and their network, they would like to be the sole provider for the information that is gathered for media days. And now, although it will be a lack of revenue on their part, it could end up eventually leading to, say they have it in Orlando, it's going to be very tough for Fox and I to drive to Orlando. Now, therefore, we would like the information that is something that you could pay for and pay to download or, but all the information coming from there. Because I think the number of radio stations, as you move it further out of this market, I think the first year you're going to see smaller stations, say if it were in Atlanta, smaller stations from Georgia. But I think in the end, the SEC network would like to be the sole provider for all of the interviews that you see uh, there. And also I will say this, it'll be at an expense. Now all the banners and all the marquee events that you have, those would all have to be shipped to uh, the next location. And all the guys from the SEC office, uh, that stay in their home beds Well, now the league office is paying for their motel room should it be in Dallas, Orlando. And then I look at Dallas, also that's taking a shot if the Big 12 want to come in and do satellite camps. So Dallas I'd be okay with. They want to get out in the Texas market. But that's just my thoughts on moving it from there. You could go with three major reasons, but number one, I think eventually the SEC will be the sole provider for all of the media that you get from Media Days. Well, I don't know if ever be sole. Uh, provider, I, I, I think probably you're right in that they would, and it, I mean I understand that the normal tendency. I I do think that they would probably like to be able to control uh, the media and what what's covered and what's out there as much as possible. I mean that's just that's human nature, uh, and and I think that uh, you know it's understandable they probably would like to control it more than they can now, and uh, so that's you know that's an understandable thing that they would you know that they would want to do that. Um, so that may be part of it. I tell you, another thing that some people mentioned was transportation to get there. I know some of the some of the markets um, that that are not in not in or really close to major airport hubs mentioned the fact that it would be easier for them to get a direct flight to Atlanta or Dallas than it would be to get a direct flight to Birmingham. So the ones that are having to that are not driving, uh, that are trying to trying to fly, uh, Birmingham is not the easiest guy to fly into. Now some of the other some of the other cities would be the same deal um, that that they're talking about, but uh, Orlando, Atlanta, and Dallas, uh, all three because of the nature of those locations would be in, uh, an easier transportation if you're if you're talking about doing it uh, by air. 
Uh, certainly now let's talk. And first of all, glad to have you back. You did a great job. Went on your mission trip. Certainly enjoyed visiting with you uh, at SEC Media Days. And certainly you and Sean Fox with your starter beer, beards. I'll have you know that I got pulled over yesterday and a rough appearance. I was trying to be like my heroes, Lynn Scarborough and Sean Fox. I'm growing this huge beard. And so, John Tabor, don't take offense to this, but the guy that pulled me over says, are there any outstanding warrants? Do you have any outstanding warrants? I guess it was my appearance because I looked disheveled. But I want to turn to the actual football on the field and something that you and I uh, really did not discuss, but we kind of hinted around about it. You look at the schedule. Of course, Alabama is going to be picked, number one, for whatever reason. Bottom line, they've done it for so many years. Number two, you've got a pro-Alabama media. But let's look at the schedule. Uh, and I'm thinking, and I'm going to go outside the box here and say there's a possibility that you could have a three-way tie for first place in the SEC West with LSU's loss being to Alabama, Alabama losing to Auburn, and then, of course, Auburn losing to LSU. That's very that, no, that's very reasonable. That, that's a very reasonable uh, projection. Uh, the three, the, and the voting, the voting bears this out. Uh, the voting of the SEC media, uh, even though I wish more of them would vote, um, Alabama, Auburn, and LSU uh, all had, LSU had over 1,200 points. Auburn had over 13. Alabama had like 1,600 points. You go all the way down to Arkansas was in the 700s. And Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State were all kind of bunched together within about 100 and something points of each other where you've got like a 500-point difference between LSU and Arkansas. Those three teams uh, on paper, uh, you just look at it and compare the personnel, uh, LSU, Alabama, and Auburn are the three best teams in the, uh, in the West. Uh, other other than, than Georgia, I mean, you can throw Georgia in that mix, but, you know, you had a big differential again, uh, Georgia and Florida way ahead of everybody else in the Eastern Division. Um, so the three, the three teams that you named uh, should be the three best teams in the, in the West and, and, say, three out of the four best teams in the league. And Alabama's got the best team. Um, Alabama, because they have recruited so highly for so long, they've got the best players. But just take, or take LSU and Auburn. They've been in the top ten in recruiting in the in the recruiting rankings for at least three out of the last four years, maybe four maybe four in a row. So it's not like you've got a team that's number one in the country in recruiting and they're playing teams that are number you know, twenty seven and thirty three. I mean, they're going up against teams that also were in the top ten. And so there's not that much difference between a you know, if a team's in the top ten in recruiting, they become pretty good. And and recruiting is still opinion. It's still that's why some players are five stars and uh, and the same guys are four. Or that's why some's a three and some's a four. Some players are recruited as a I mean are, are evaluated as a wide receiver. Uh, some other recruiting service may have him as an all-purpose player. Uh, one may have a guy as a outside linebacker. Another may have him as a defensive end. So if you're not you're when you do this recruiting analysis, you're not doing it's not an exact science, and you're not always comparing apples to apples. And I, my memory is that you had six SEC teams in the top ten this past year in the, in, the, in the consensus recruiting rankings. Well, there ain't that much difference, guys, between, you know, between that. I mean, those are all mighty, mighty good teams. And, um, you know, if that was the case, uh, you know, then Alabama would never lose a game. They'd be, they'd be 14, 15 to know every season. Everybody else would just kind of, you know, play along. Um, so recruiting is not an exact science. Uh, I voted for Alabama to win the league. Uh, I think, you know, I think they're the – I think a team that has been the champion deserves the right to, to defend the championship until you're proven that you're not there. Alabama won it last year. They deserve the right to be there this year uh, since there's not an overwhelming favorite that would come in 
in their place. But I think the scenario you gave could absolutely be a realistic scenario. Uh, certainly, uh, talking to with Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in uh, beautiful Birmingham, Alabama, as we're getting close to Lynn takes you to 10 every Saturday morning on the Nick Brown Show. Do want to break down Alabama's schedule because I think that you could look at losses on the bookends with it, but we'll save uh, that for next week. Lynn, great to have you back on and look forward to talking to you again next Thursday and then again uh, next Saturday right here on the Nick Brown Show. Absolutely, Nick. I'll be sending you a couple of email messages we talked about, and uh, and, and we'll talk soon. Oh, uh, yes, we will. And I want to say one thing before we get out of here. Uh, the National Edition has supplanted the Southeastern Edition as my favorite. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad we got two that rate highly. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. That was Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. You really need to get a copy of Lindy's. It's all you need to know for college football. Sorry, thanks to John Tabor, all the great calls and texts that we had this morning, guys. Until next week, as always, keep the coffee warm. <laughs>